Welcome to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's up? I'm so excited you're here for today's episode because we are chatting about a topic that I think is really important because not a lot of us know the actual effects it has, but it's something that's in our daily lives. So this is how pre-workout, aka caffeine, affects your body and your hormones. So it is so prevalent, like it's all over social media. All you see are people taking pre-workout first thing in the morning before they work out. And this is nothing against the companies that are putting this stuff out this because they're amazing companies. This is just about what the product actually does to your body and how it's affecting you in ways that you might not even know about because how would you know about it? No one is telling you about it. Well, maybe there are some people are, but it's not something that's in mainstream or really told before you just start consuming it all the time. So it's about pre-workout and any kind of caffeine like coffee as well. But um, I think this is just important to highlight that also because it's something that people do all the time. So, all right, here's what we're going to be talking about. I'm going to be telling you what it actually does in your body, how it affects your hormones. And then of course, as always, at the end, I'm going to be giving you tangible tips of how you could still incorporate it if you want, but what you can do beforehand to uh, minimize the negative effects that it's actually having on you. And then how uh, tips for how you can reduce it in your life or remove it. And then of course, some replacements. So stay tuned for that. That'll be at the end of this. All right. So first of all, when you wake up, you're dehydrated because you slept all night, right? So you didn't have anything to drink. So when you when the first thing you're consuming is some form of caffeine, it dehydrates you, which slows down your digestion and increases fatigue. And obviously, we're not wanting to increase fatigue because if that was the case, you wouldn't be taking the pre-workout or the coffee, right? So that's just totally counterintuitive. And then caffeine is super stimulating to our nervous system. So it increases our cortisol levels, which are stress hormones, that when, when functioning properly, if our circadian rhythms, which is our sleep and wake cycle, when we're functioning properly, we naturally have more cortisol in the morning because that's the hormone that actually wakes us up. So first of all, uh, side note, if you are someone who has a lot of trouble waking up in the morning or you um, feel really tired even though you've slept for a long time in the morning, it could be a circadian rhythm dysfunction, meaning your your rhythms aren't like balanced properly. So in the morning, you're not getting enough cortisol. You're, you're, you could have low cortisol levels because in the morning, if you're not feeling like awake, it's because you're don't have enough cortisol to actually make you feel awake. So that's just a sign. Like if you are feeling that way and then you're like wired and tired at night, you could have some low cortisol levels going on, which this will definitely help 
support that. So just wanted to add that in there. Um, so, okay, when you're having caffeine, it increases your cortisol levels, the stress hormone. It already should be slightly higher in the morning because that's what wakes us up, again, if it's functioning properly. And then we're working out and increasing our cortisol even more. So this continuous increase in cortisol levels leads to blood sugar imbalances. And when we have blood sugar imbalances and when our cortisol is always up, it decreases progesterone. So in case you don't know what progesterone is, progesterone is the hormone that our body naturally makes after ovulation. And that hormone is made in our body because it's, it gives us the ability to hold on to a pregnancy. So you need sufficient progesterone levels to hold on to a pregnancy. But if you're not interested in getting pregnant, it's still really important to ovulate and make progesterone because it also supports our metabolism, our skin, our hair, our thyroid, um, regulating our, keeping our periods regulated out, moods. So it's really important to have this hormone. And when our cortisol levels are continuously jacked up and our blood sugar is imbalanced, it affects our progesterone levels. So that's definitely something that we don't want to um, continue doing. So those are the first two things. And then in other than the caffeine that's in the pre-workout, all the ones that I've seen anyway, maybe there are other ones that I haven't seen, but all the ones that I've seen, there's also sugar in it. So that's even adding even more to the blood sugar imbalances, and plus it's inflammatory. So when you're starting your day with something that's, first of all, it's inflaming your gut, which we really don't want to do because our gut is the center of literally everything. And if you missed episode 10 of this podcast, go back. It's all about gut health. It's such a good one, and you'll learn more about what I was just talking about. But having sugar is inflammatory, so it also, it starts your day on a blood sugar spike, and it's inflaming you. So when your blood sugar is spiked in the morning from this sugar, from this caffeine, what goes up must come down. So this causes a blood sugar roller coaster that causes a ton of problems such as weight gain, cravings, fatigue, irregular periods, acne, facial hair growth, sleep disturbances, PMS, like the list goes on and on. So uh, aside from the sugar that's in it, if in your if you're someone who's having coffee, if you're putting like a creamer in it that has artificial sweeteners and it's also dairy, and though both of those things are also super inflammatory and disrupt our blood sugar. So we definitely don't want to be having something that has all four of those things: sugar, artificial sweeteners, dairy, caffeine. Like it's just honestly a nightmare for our system in the morning. And this, I mean, I never knew this stuff until I started researching it and going back to school. Like it's not something that we would know. So don't feel guilty about it. I've had clients who have literally been having pre-workout every single morning for five to 10 years, multiple clients I've had like that. And they were like, oh my God, I never knew this. I'm like, I know, how would you know? Well, now hopefully you all will know and share and spread the word because nobody knows about this stuff because nobody talks about it. It's wild. So Anyway, um, I'm just going off on a tangent here, but yeah, so that's what this is doing in our bodies. And then here, I'm going to give you some reasons why we want to avoid and reduce caffeine. And this is especially if you're someone that has PMS, you're trying to conceive, you have menstrual issues. It's really important for someone like you to reduce and avoid caffeine. I'm not saying that every single person on the planet can't um, tolerate caffeine and that you could, even if you have a hormonal balance, that you can never have it again. That's not what I'm saying. I will definitely give you tips at the end, um, but this is just something to look at. And if you are experiencing hormonal balance symptoms such as weight fluctuations, irregular periods, PCOS, um, food cravings, 
um, acne, migraines, heavy periods, heavy cramping, or any of these symptoms, if you're experiencing things like this, then you might want to just take a look at your caffeine intake. And if it's something that you're like, oh, I could definitely do better on this front, it's something you could think about implementing and seeing if there are any improvements or knowing that it's definitely adding to improving your hormonal balance. It's just another piece to the puzzle. So here are some reasons to avoid it if you are in this situation. Number one is that caffeine decreases fertility rates. So again, even if you're not someone who wants to conceive, what it does, why it decreases fertility rates is because it increases our cortisol levels, like we talked about. The caffeine increases our cortisol levels, and it stresses out our adrenals, which interfere with ovulation. Now, of course, ovulation is necessary to have a baby, but like I talked about before, ovulation is also the only way, the only way we naturally make the hormone progesterone, which was in charge or supports our metabolism, skin, hair, thyroid, all that stuff that I listed before. So we want to make sure that we're ovulating whether we want to have a baby right now or ever or not. So caffeine is something that interferes with ovulation. So that's really important to know whether you're trying to have a baby or not. So it does that. That's an, that's one way that it decreases fertility. It also decreases fertility because it depletes vital vitamins and minerals, including B vitamins and folate that are also needed for ovulation and healthy fertility. So we need certain nutrients in order to produce certain hormones. So if we're not getting these vitamins and minerals, if they're being depleted from the caffeine, we, our hormones are going to be imbalanced because we're not supporting them. And then, of course, that's going. those vitamins that are being depleted are needed for ovulation. And if we're not ovulating, we're not making progesterone, which means we are missing out on all those benefits. And we also, of course, can't get pregnant if we're not ovulating. So that is another thing that it does. And then in a 2016 research in fertility and sterility, this is a study that I read about in the book In the Flow by Lisa Vitti. This was on page 114. Just I'm going to put the resource also the show no- in the show notes if you want to get the book. It's an amazing book. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, so in this 2016 research of fertility and sterility um, study, they found that three or more caffeinated beverages a day prior to conception, increases the risk of miscarriage by 74%. That is wild, 74%. Three or more caffeinated beverages a day prior to conception increases the risk of miscarriage by 74%. That is just insane. So again, we don't know about that. So if you're like, oh my God, I've been drinking caffeine, nothing is your fault. I'm not saying that anything of that is your fault. I'm just sharing this information with you because we should know this stuff. Like we deserve to have this information and be like, oh, okay, well, if I know that then, and I'm, I'm really working on fertility and I'm having issues with it, I, of course, wouldn't be having this all the time if I knew, or if I want to preserve my fertility for the future. So it's just important to know that we can make changes to our diet and radically improve our hormones and our health from these little changes that I'm going to talk to you about. So having this information is so important. Um, Okay. So that's the thing about, that's the information about how it um, decreases fertility. And then another thing that it does is it depletes micronutrients, which we kind of talked about. It's one of the reasons why it decreases fertility. Um, It depletes us, caffeine depletes us of micronutrients that are essential for hormone balance, and it reduces the absorption of these key nutrients and minerals. And two in specific is magnesium and B vitamins. And those two, magnesium and B complex, 
You cannot have hormonal balance if you are deficient in these two vitamins and minerals, period. Like, end of story. You need to have a sufficient amount of magnesium and B vitamins in order for your hormones to be correctly functioning. So caffeine is depleting off it depleting us of this. So even if you're supplementing it, you're still getting depleted every day if you are also in taking caffeine. So that's something that's really important to take note of. And then another thing is that coffee is really acidic. So this, the acidity in it can alter the microbiome. This is coffee in specific. It can alter the microbiome, and the microbiome is our gut, our good and bad bacteria. Again, go back to episode 10 for more info on the gut. So when we have an imbalanced gut flora, meaning the good, imbalanced good guys versus bad guys bacteria in our gut, this reduces our ability to absorb nutrients. So that's another thing that's happening. So we're just continuously not able to absorb nutrients because caffeine is depleting us of essential nutrients. It's reducing our absorption of nutrients and the acidity in coffee specifically messes up our gut flora, which also increases our ability, decreases our ability to absorb nutrients. So it's, it's crazy. The amount of, they're just from this one drink. Like that is, you could change so many things about your health on your hormones from just swapping out a drink. Like it's insane. I know it sometimes seems like we have to do so many huge things to get the results that we want. And sometimes yes, but Also, it's the little things like this, like changing out a drink that could massively improve your health and your hormones. It's wild. So just having that knowledge is so powerful because you're like, oh my God, I could change my body my whole life from just what I'm eating and drinking. It's insane. So anyway, that was like totally a side tangent, but whatever. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's that's what's going on. It's that's all the things. So let me just like recap real quick before I go into how I can actually um, give you resources for what to do now. So, um, caffeine in the morning, we have it right away. It dehydrates us, slows down our digestion, and increases our fatigue. Um, it's super stimulating to our nervous system. It increases our cortisol levels a bunch. And when our cortisol levels are really high, it decreases our progesterone. And then we also get blood sugar imbalances, which lead to all those PMS symptoms and weight gain and cravings and irregular periods and acne and all that nasty stuff that we don't want. Um, So the caffeine does that, but as well as the sugar, the artificial sweeteners and the dairy that you're putting in it, which is also inflammatory. So we are reducing and avoiding caffeine, especially if you have these hormonal imbalances because it decreases fertility, um, because it interferes with ovulation. It depletes us of key nutrients that we need and the acidity of it also messes up our microbiome, which is our gut, and the imbalanced gut flora reduces the ability to absorb nutrients. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. And now, what do we do now? So here we go. The best thing that you could do before you even cut it out or reduce it, the best thing that you could do is start your day with a full glass of room temperature filtered water. Little side note on why I say room temperature. Because in the morning, if you have something cold right away, this is really ever, but especially in the morning, if you start your morning with something cold, it constricts our digestion. And we don't want our digestion constricted in the morning because we were sleeping all night, so our liver and our organs were rejuvenating, so there are toxins built up, which is why sometimes you have a film over your tongue in the morning, and then most of the times you have to go to the bathroom in the morning if things are working properly because you want to get rid of the toxins. You want to eliminate them out of your body. 
But if we're constricting our digestion with this cold water, that's going to hinder our elimination process. So we always want to start with uh, room temperature water. It doesn't have to be warm, just room temperature water. Have it on your nightstand overnight. And then after that, like that's as soon as you, you wake up. I always suggest after you brush your teeth because like I said, toxins kick up on our tongue. So we don't want to re-swallow them. So I would say after you brush your teeth, um, have this glass of water, but whatever. If you if you just want to roll over and have it, that's fine, especially for what um, we're talking about today. But just a little side note because I'm crazy. Um, okay, so you're having room temperature water, full glass, and then after that, you're going to have warm, like this is actually heated up, warm to hot, lemon water. So you're going to do a mug full of warm water and you're going to squeeze a half a lemon in it. And the reason for that is lemon is super high in vitamin C. So it boosts our immunity. It um, stimulates our digestion, which is definitely what we want. And it also helps support our liver to detox excess hormones that are out of it because our liver is responsible for processing and metabolizing our hormones and all toxins, everything in our, in our body. So if we have an excess amount of hormones, then the we need the liver to detox it out, to metabolize and process it out. And the um, lemon is really helpful for supporting our liver. So those are just some reasons why I'm obsessed with lemon water and why if you follow me on Instagram, you see it literally every morning. And if we're not friends on Instagram, come hang out with me at Karina Angelica. But Okay, so those are the two best things that you could do. You could have water in the morning and warm water with lemon before you have any caffeine because at least you're hydrating yourself. But what I would really love for you to do is even before you still have the caffeine, you're having that water, you're having your lemon water, and then I would love for you to have a high-protein, high-fiber-rich breakfast because that stabilizes our blood sugar, and we want our blood sugar stable in the morning so it doesn't start the day off on a roller coaster, which really messes up our hormones. So before you have the pre-workout or the coffee, start your day with water, lemon water, and a high-protein, high-fiber-rich breakfast. So this is before you even cut it out. Like you just have to add those things to it beforehand. And then if you are ready to cut it out, what I would recommend is if you're someone who goes cold turkey, that's totally fine. That I did it like that um, years ago when I stopped drinking coffee. I used to be a coffee fanatic. I always had Folgers coffee with um, creamer, French vanilla creamer in it, which is so horrible. Also, this is another side note. Coffee is filled with um, pesticides. It has a ton of pesticides. So if you are someone that is going to drink coffee and have it once in a while or whatever it is, make sure you get it organic because it is a, has a ton of pesticides in it. Okay. So that's just a side note. But anyway, when I stopped, I stopped completely like just out of nowhere. And I, I did have a headache for like probably two to three days, maybe two, yeah, two to three days, I would say. Um, I can't remember exactly, but that's what I would say how long it was. And that's common because our body is like kind of going through withdrawals and we're like, oh my God, what's happening? Like it was used to constantly having this up, but you know, it, it's obviously wasn't serving me. So I was like, okay, I need to stop. And now I'm extremely sensitive to caffeine. Like my eye will literally twitch if I have it, no joke. Um, because I, but my body's used to it now and I don't get that. And most of my clients, the ones who have cut out the pre-workout and as well in my experience, I never did pre-workout, but like I said, I did the coffee. Once they stopped having pre-workout, which they were having one to two scoops in the morning, some of them, they actually felt more energetic because you aren't having this crash. 
crash. Like, yeah, you might get that boost of energy in the moment you have the pre-workout or the coffee, but then you also, because everything, again, whatever comes up must come down. So you get a crash later on. Um, so it's just, it actually increases your energy when you stop, but you might have a few days where you do have a headache. So drink a ton of water. Um, peppermint tea is really good for headaches too. Organic, of course. So, Anyway, if you are going to cut it out cold turkey, go for it. If not, you could just start minimizing it. Like every couple of days, minimize it by 50%. If like, say you have four cups of coffee, um, the next for the next four days, just do two cups of coffee. And then the next four days, try one cup of coffee. Like just try and wean yourself off. As far as a pre-workout, I would just skip it. Like I, I really don't think you need it energy wise. That's just my opinion. Of course, it's up to you, whatever you want to do. Or if what you could do, same thing with the coffee, stop doing it for a couple of days, but like, okay, I'm only going to have it three times this week and, and then see how you do the other four. And you're just, if you're starting, your day with the water and the lemon water, you are not going to need this pre-workout. Like every single person who has adopted this, which all my clients have, most of my family and friends, and then a ton of you that just comment and you contact me and you're like, oh my God, I started doing lemon water and I'm obsessed. I love it. I feel so much better after. It's crazy, again, how much this one little drink could shift your whole day, your health, your hormones, like everything, your energy levels, your brain, like it's unbelievable. So just try it. And then, like I said, just be like, okay, I'm only going to do the pre-workout for three days. See how you do. And then just wean yourself off. Um, and then also with the coffee, if you, when you are weaning yourself off, or if you want to just have a cup here and there, cause again, this isn't all or nothing. Um, just some tips around that are again, make sure it's organic. And then if you are someone who uses creamer or like half and half, you could do, they have coconut and almond milk creamers that are really, really good. Um, just make sure they're unsweetened. And then you could sweeten it yourself with monk fruit sweetener or stevia. Those are my two favorite um, alternatives to sugar. You could do that or you could just do warmed oat milk. Oat milk is really good. It's naturally a little sweeter. It doesn't have the nutrient density profile as like almond milk or hemp milk, but we're not looking for that right now. We're just looking for a great replacement and oat milk is amazing. I always put it in my tea lattes. It's so good. So I would say getting oat milk, warm that up. And, um, it's, that's like definitely more creamier than an almond milk or a coconut milk. So if you are used to something creamy, I would say oat milk is a great alternative. Or like I said, the creamers, the coconut and almond milk creamers, you could do that also. So those are just some tips around it for you. Um, just think about where you could start, how many cups you're having now, how you can start reducing that intake and start your day with that water and do it until it becomes a habit. So don't add in the water, the lemon water, the high protein breakfast all right away because you want to create a habit that's sustainable because it isn't something you're going to do for two weeks and then stop doing it. Everything I teach is for a lifestyle shift. Does that mean you're going to do it 100% of the time? Of course not, but it's just how you're like, okay, this is just how how I live my life now. And these are just these habits that I incorporate so I can live a full healthy life, no matter what hormone imbalance I have, even if I have PCOS or not, like I know how to manage it. I know how to live my life in the best way to help support me, even with some indulgences here or there. So what I want you to do is create a habit around it, which means a habit is something that's unconscious. So start with the water in the morning. And do that for like a week until it's like you don't even have to think about it. It's like one, two, three, I know I have my water as soon as I wake up. Once that's a habit, add on the warm water with lemon. 
And once that's a habit, you know, after like a week or so, if you're just like, oh, I'm so used to having my lemon water in the morning, I love it, whatever, after that is a habit, then add on the high protein, high fiber rich breakfast, which I have actually a smoothie recipe on my Instagram at Korean Angelica. Scroll down, it was, I don't know, a couple months ago, I think, but it's a picture of a smoothie and it's one of my favorite recipes for the morning. So definitely check it out. But yeah, that's what I would say. Wait till it's a habit and then add something more on. Because if you add everything all at once, it's not going to be sustainable and then you're not going to implement it anymore. And information doesn't equal transformation. Implementation equals transformation. So I don't want you to just take all this info in and be like, oh, okay, that's awesome. Like, I'm so glad I have this knowledge. I want you to implement it so you can actually see the results and so it could actually change your life. So I hope this was helpful to you. I so appreciate you being here and thank you to everybody who's been tagging me and sharing this podcast. I'm so grateful. I'm so glad it's helping you. And you are helping me spread this message because it's you who's sharing it with your friends or family who you know could benefit from it. And then they could share it with their friends and family because there are so many people dealing with hormone imbalances and not getting the support that they need. So if this information can help you even in the littlest bit, I'm so grateful to help you out. And I so appreciate you sharing it with someone to help them out. So thank you so much for being here. I love chatting with you every week and hearing your takeaways. Again, your feedback helps me create this content because I want to create content that you want to hear. So thank you so much for always giving me your feedback. I so appreciate you and I'll chat with you next week. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.